0: You're listening to the Trinity Ministries Podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. This is from Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 57. Luke tells us that Jesus and his disciples were traveling on a road. They had just been at the top of um, the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus' glory as the Son of God had shone through, and Peter, James, and John had seen that, and and it was just awesome, and it it meant that God indeed was here. Um, Jesus met with Moses and Elijah at the top of this mountain. They were talking about what was going to be happening now as he went to Jerusalem to uh, suffer and die to depart this world. They come down from the mountain, and uh, we're told by Luke that, just a couple of verses before this, um, we're told by Luke that Jesus... Uh, turned his face resolutely toward Jerusalem. He was now going to begin that last long walk to uh, Jerusalem and to Mount Calvary, where he was going to die for the sins of all the world um, to bring his kingdom to all people. And so now they're traveling on that road, Luke tells us in Luke chapter 9. And uh, as they're traveling along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And Jesus said to another man who was following him, Follow me. But the man said, "Mm, First let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another person also said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, allow me to say farewell to those in my house. But Jesus said, "No one who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God." Now, this morning, before I start, I want to apologize to all of you. I I feel really, really bad. Um, you know, after all of this hot weather that we've had the last couple of days, how many of you have been hot this last couple of days? It's been kind of sweaty and and uh, kind of nice, but kind of hot. And on, on these hot kinds of days, what goes better than ice cream? Ice cream. Um, I was going to bring ice cream to church today. We have great cookies here, but Mariah, you know, and the and the, and the team sang higher, the, you know, that first song. Jesus wants to lead us higher. In my, in my estimation, chocolate chip cookies are right up there, you know, but ice cream is even higher. Um, and, uh, and so I was going to bring ice cream for us today. Wouldn't that taste good? Yeah? But I didn't. I didn't, and I'm, I'm very sorry for that. There are three reasons why I didn't bring the ice cream today. Uh, first of all, I was waiting for the very best deal. Now, I didn't want to spend too much on ice cream. I mean, I love you all, but there is a limit. Um, and, and the coupon in the flyer that I got in the, in, the, in the mail said that ice cream would be on sale today, starting today, not yesterday. But it would be starting today. So I waited. I waited. And then, lo and behold, you had to buy two to get the good price for one. And that was more than I wanted to spend. And then it was too late. And I had to rush over here to get to church. So I'm sorry. No ice cream. Second reason that we don't have ice cream today, um, besides you know, just wanting to get the best possible deal, um the second reason why we don't have ice cream today is because I had other things that I had to do. Now, I've been watching um, this series on TV on uh, we have uh, Amazon, Instant Prime, or whatever. and there's this really good show that we've found humans. It's about robots and human beings, and it's, it's kind of crazy. Anyway, it's really good. And you know how you can when you stream this this stuff? on uh, over the internet and onto television. You can watch the whole series at once. Well, Connie and I were watching this one episode, and it ended with a cliffhanger. Don't you hate cliffhangers? Oh, my goodness. And so we just had to watch the next one. And so I didn't get the ice cream. And then Connie and I, yesterday, we took our 9-year-old grandson out for birthday horseback ride and, uh, and to a movie. So I know I should have thought I hadn't gotten it earlier, but I have this really good reason I had other things to do. So I'm sorry, no ice cream, no goodness, no sweetness. Oh, can't you just feel it in your mouth oozing with chocolate and caramel? It would have been so good. But, uh, but there was a third reason why we, didn't have, we don't have ice cream today, and that is because I was worried about what you would think. I mean, what do you think about ice cream for breakfast? Personally, I have it every three or four days. <laughs> but I'm, I've heard that some of you are not particularly of the opinion that it's good to start your day with ice cream. Well, would you think it was stupid if we had ice cream then here? Um, and Oh, and here's the really biggie. What kind of ice cream? What kind of ice cream? Um, Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, caramel cow tracks. Would you do me a favor, please? Let us vote now. Uh, Because someday I might have enough money to buy the ice cream and and bring it. So how many people for chocolate? Okay, okay. Okay, how many people for strawberry? How many choices are you giving us Because I'm waiting for, you know. Yeah, well, I, I I went through the grocery store, and I took down a, no, uh, let's see, uh, vanilla? Okay. Uh, Mariah's choice earlier was um, chocolate chip cookie dough. Ooh, yes, big chunks of chocolate dough. Yes, and, uh, okay, what other, okay, so Isaac, Isaac, what kind would you like? Well, chocolate chip cookie dough. Chocolate chip chocolate cookie dough. dough. All but right. I didn't know if you were going to limit us to three. Vanilla <laughs> chocolate and Oh, There's an idea. And you could put them all together in Neapolitan. There will be Neapolitan, <laughs> and then you can choose. And for Isaac, there will be, and Mariah, there will be chocolate chip cookie dough, and all the rest. And, and yeah, and, and for you too. Okay. All right, so, um, but, you know, it's hard trying to please everybody, and, and I, I really do like to try and please everybody, and I find that I never can, and, um, so that's the third reason we don't have ice cream today, because I was afraid of what you would think, so I'm sorry. I didn't want to spend too much, didn't want it to cost too much, I had other things to do, and, um... I was worried about what people would think. And so we don't have ice cream today. Now, when I stop to think about it, the kingdom of God is something like this too. The Holy Spirit is offering us this great deal today. He is offering us the sweetest taste in all of the world. He's offering us forgiveness. He is offering us his love. He is offering us a relationship with him. He is offering us his grace He is offering us eternal life, and he's giving it all to us free. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing we have to do. There's no way that we can pay for the forgiveness and the life and the salvation that he is offering to you and to me this morning. He uh, he says, here, this is all for you. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Neapolitan ice cream. Forgiveness, love, grace, eternal life. It's yours. There's nothing that you and I have to do in order to merit it or, or, or whatever. He just says, here, it's for you. And if we had, uh, if we had uh, the ice cream out there today, there would be no basket saying, please make sure you give before you have your ice cream. It would just be there. And you could have it and eat it and enjoy it or not. This is how God is here today, offering us his grace, and his love, and his mercy. Now, like all of those circulars that we get in our mailbox from all of those grocery stores, you know, down in the fine print, there is this little thing that says, expires on June 11th. How many of you have ever gone on June 12th with that circular in your hand and brought it to the... Com- it's so embarrassing, okay? But... um. You know, in this case, in the case of the kingdom of God, there is an expiration date—the day that you that we die. Um, And so, in our in our reading for today, in our gospel, and throughout the scriptures, God urges us. He urges us. He says, I love you so much. I've got this, I've got this blessing I want to give you. I, I've got this ice cream I want you to eat. You know, I've got this life I want you to have, this forgiveness, this peace that I want you to have. Please don't put it off. Please don't put off accepting my love. Please don't put off trusting in me, Jesus says. In, our word, in the word of God for today, the Holy Spirit is urging us not to put off giving him our life and receiving his goodness. Don't put off the good that you and I can do today, the love that we can share, the mercy that we can show. Don't put off the, the blessing of life with God because you're afraid that it will cost you too much. Don't put off... Receiving and trusting in Christ and, and following him um, because you have other things to do. Don't put off receiving and trusting, believing in God and, and living this full, meaningful life that God has for us because you're worried what other people will think. That's what the people in our gospel were doing, these three guys that Luke raises up for us today. Jesus had come to town. He was on his way on the on the on the road, going through these towns and villages on his way to Jerusalem. And as he was traveling on the road to Jerusalem, where he was going to die and rise again, where he was going to freely offer his love to the world, all kinds of people were flocking around him. A lot of them really wanted to be in on the action, and, and uh, they wanted to be a part of his kingdom. They, they recognized a good deal when they saw him. I mean, eternal life in heaven for free? Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to be a part of that. They wanted a part of that excitement. They wanted to be a part of that movement. They wanted to be close to the man. We see this all the time, people trying to get close to celebrities. And, and so people were flocking out to, uh, to see Jesus and get close to him. And, and one of these people that comes out to see him then shouts, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, oh, yeah, yeah. Boxes have dens. And birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. If you follow me, Jesus says, and I really do hope that you will follow me. I'm here, I'm giving you my life, I'm giving you all of this for free. But if you do follow me, understand this, Jesus says, it will also cost you. It's not going to be easy. I will give you heaven, I will give you forgiveness, I will give you life. It's all free. You don't have to do anything for it. But it is going to mean that um, you may have to give up your dreams for that big house and that comfortable life that you always planned on. I will love you. Uh, you know, I, I see the bird, you know, like the birds. I, I see the birds. My Heavenly Father sees the birds, and when they fall to the ground, and they know, he knows what they need, and so I will give you what you need. But it may cost you along the way as well. Well, the Bible doesn't tell us that this guy followed Jesus. doesn't say that he joined Jesus' disciples. I can just imagine him stopping in his tracks, wondering, huh, wonder how soft the beds are going to be and uh, what the food is going to be like. What am I going to have to give up? And as he stands there in the road, thinking about all of that, the parade just passes him by, and the chance is gone. Are we like this guy? ready to follow Jesus, excited by the hype, drawn by the offer of free salvation, maybe uh, impressed by all of the beautiful people who are flocking to Jesus, wanting to be in the crowd, at least until it starts to cost us something. Following Jesus does have its cost, he says. It's kind of like when I married Connie, or when she married me. Um... She gave herself freely, um, totally, without condition, in that marriage ceremony. And even though love is free, though, it's it's not without cost. She said, "I love you, Tim, and I will be married to you, and I will be faithful to you for the rest of my life, no matter what." And uh, and it was all free. I mean, she didn't do it because I was so good looking, and she didn't do it because I was so rich. Um, she just freely gave herself in marriage, and I gave myself to her. But even though it's free, it's not without cost. And I'm not talking about the price of the reception or the dance afterwards. It's, uh, it costs her a lot, I'm afraid. It costs her patience with me and having to forgive me. Even though I break things, she still loves me. And for me, I do the bathrooms and the vacuuming. And it's, this, it's the same with following Jesus. He gives us his love freely. He gives us life and forgiveness and peace and, and hope and a meaningful, a fulfilling life. And, um, and it's, it's all free. He says, here, this is for you. But as we follow him, as we live in love with him, it does end up costing us something. Um, you know, getting up to go to church after being out late the night before, like Becky was talking about, you know, in that, in that uh, cost bucket. Forgiving somebody who has hurt us when we just want to smack them sometimes. Um, sharing our money, sharing our time, sharing our food, our toys with someone who, who needs those things. Standing up for what we believe and for what Jesus believes, even if it costs us our friends sometimes. Living by his commands and living by his will and not by our own desires, not by our own goals for our lives, and, and certainly not by our lusts. Following Jesus has a cost. It's free. He gives himself to us freely, but it ends up really costing us our life. Dietrich Bonhoeffer A Lutheran pastor in World War II who ended up dying in the concentration camp said that when Christ calls a person, he bids them come and die. And indeed, we offer him our lives as we um, follow him. Unfortunately, some people find that that's just too much to give up, too expensive. And so they miss out on all of the love and the joy and the peace and the life that there is in Christ. The Holy Spirit today says, please don't be like that guy. And then there's this other guy who hears Jesus say, follow me. And he says, I will, I will. Only let me go and bury my father first. Just wait, he says. I, I've got other things to do first. Now, this guy's dad probably is not dead. He probably is not dead. If this guy's dad were really dead. He would have been in his father's house praying um, for a, week, a straight week, um, weeping, preparing his father for burial. This guy's probably just trying to put Jesus off. You know, wait till, wait till my dad's dead and I've got all of that stuff taken care of. Um, wait until later in my life and then, and then I'll, I'll come follow you, Jesus. This guy had other things to do. A lot of people have other things to do before they follow Jesus. We've all, you all have lots of things to do, you know? And, and unfortunately, a lot of people um, can, can point out to these other things that we have to do before they follow Jesus. I'll, you know, Jesus, I'll, I'll follow you when I'm older and less busy. I've been talking to retired people lately because trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But, um, and they tell me, you know, You're even busier after you're retired. You're even busier when you're older, you know. But I'll do that when I'm older and less busy. Let me start my career first, Jesus. Let me spend time vacationing with my family first, and and then I'll come follow you. Oh, Jesus, let me sow my wild oats first, and then I'll come follow you. And so Jesus walks on, and the guy turns to go do his thing, and... He misses out on this great life. Ice cream, chocolate, heaven. He misses out on all of it. Don't be like this guy, the Holy Spirit says. Don't let other things keep you from following Jesus. And then finally, there's this third guy who is worried about what other people are going to say. He says, let me go first say farewell to those in my house and let me go talk to them first. Other people we more important to this guy than Jesus was. Need to go talk to them. Do we put off giving everything to God and following Jesus because we're afraid of what our friends might think? Have we ever not told somebody about Jesus or shared the good news with someone because we were afraid of what they would think about us? I mean... After all, we go crazy. Well, you go crazy at a Packer game. But we don't want our friends to think that we are religious fanatics. In other parts of the world, we have brothers and sisters who have lost family and friends and even their lives because they thought Christ was so important and his kingdom was so good that they didn't care what other people thought about them. Every day there are kids in schools in in our community and and, um, around the world who share their faith and who follow Jesus in the way that they live their lives, even though it's not a popular thing to do. Every day, Christians somewhere in the world are going against the tide of the culture and popular opinion And deciding that this world's emphasis on making money and being comfortable is not the most important thing in life. And so they become missionaries and pastors and evangelists and teachers, even though their friends might call them crazy. And it's all so sad because God has this great deal for them and for us. Love, forgiveness, Eternal life, a full and fulfilling life with meaningful work. God invites us to be co-workers together with him. At Mariah I was talking about, you know, God is inviting us higher, not just to be consumers of grace, not just to receive grace and fill our lives and, and our bellies and our hearts with grace, but he calls us to be co-workers together with him as well. He has a job for us to do, a job that is so important for the world, wherever we do our jobs to be sharing and living and loving this God so that others see. Jesus said, um, let your light shine before all so that they glorify your Father in heaven. What is that passage, Jack, that I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, I know, uh-huh. but I've heard you say it, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, when I was younger, I had it right here in my brain. Yeah, um, yeah, it's about uh, um, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Thank you, Becky. God bless you. Yes, let your light shine before all, so that they might see your good works. And glorify your Father who is in heaven. Thank you. Um, this, you know, God gives us this privilege of being co workers together with Him, letting our light shine. Wherever we are, we are co workers together with Him, not just consumers of grace, not just taking it all in and spending it on ourselves, but letting it shine and live and work. What a privilege that is! What a privilege is! is. We're not just a pawn in Microsoft's game. You know, we're not just a number for Amazon. For God, we are co-workers together with Him. And living our lives with Him, loving Him and, and letting that love and that light shine out in the world, it is so very important and such a very it's such a great privilege. You know, it's great to work for three M and it's great to work for whoever and it's great to work for the church too. But um but to work together with God while we're doing that. It, is a, it, it can change life and make what we do, the grind that we go through every day, we all go through a grind sometimes. It can transform that grind into something even more. Jesus is calling. He's saying, don't put off this, this blessing, this life, this abundance that I have for you because you're worried about your comfort, because you're worried about making your millions or watching TV tonight, or because you're worried about what other people think. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. St. Paul writes to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says, if anybody is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's received all this good stuff. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come, and all of these things are from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Paul says, we are then his fellow workers. We urge you then not to receive the grace of God in vain, just to consume it and and receive it and hoard it up in your life. He says, at the acceptable time I heard you and in the day of salvation I helped you, the Bible says. Behold, now is the acceptable time, Paul says. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day. Now is the time. In each moment, Jesus is calling us to follow him higher, to follow him further up and further in, to follow him in faith and in service. He is offering us forgiveness and love and peace and a meaningful, fulfilling life freely, without strings attached. He invites us then to receive that grace, to trust in him today, To accept his love today for the first time, if you have never done that before. But to turn to him and and receive his love. He's inviting you and me every day when we wake up. And in every breath, he invites us to try and live for him his way in this day. To give him ourselves each day. He invites us to read his word. To open up the scriptures to find out what that way is. And he is inviting us then, urging us, when we have a chance to do something good, when we have a chance to help someone, when we have a chance to share with someone, to do it. And don't just let the opportunity to follow Jesus slip away. He gives us that opportunity each and every day. Sure, it costs something. And sure, there are lots of other things to do. And sure, there are people who are not going to agree with us or appreciate our decisions. But Jesus and his kingdom are so much better than ice cream for breakfast. Don't put it off.